I simply am trying to teach what I determine to be the most important skills that we can have, which is the skill of thinking in a way that creates your results. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. You're listening to Sincerely Future You, the podcast episode number 204, 204. This is your host, life and business coach, Jess McKinley Wayno, and we're about to time travel to the place where future you and I make decisions and money faster and with more fun than you ever have. Are you always having these brilliant ideas, but by the time you feel ready to get them out there, someone else is already cashing in on your idea? Or maybe by the time you just get through all the admin work, it's giving nothing. Or maybe you spend all sorts of time and money to make it perfect and just to go to sell it and crickets. This is why I make sure my clients are getting their ideas out there and getting paid for them quickly. But it requires three things. Are you ready to learn them? Let's go. But first, of course, it's time to get hype. If you want to feel like a badass, Simply control the controllables. There is nothing more disempowering than trying to control your circumstances. You were born with the body that you have, the brain that you have, the parents that you got into the luck of the draw country, city, street that you were born onto. The people around you, they've got thoughts about you. They might be admiring you as we speak or judging you or not thinking about you at all right now. And you know what? It's none of your damn business. I can't control that the first snow in 700 days in New York was going to land on the day of my first big in-person live event. I can't control if my clients want to receive the coaching that I give and make a change or not. I can't control whether I'm going to get my period on the first day of fit and financial, making the fit part of that a total drag. But you know what I can control? If I consume useful information. Or if I consume something that makes me more vapid, you can control how many offers you make, what you put into your body, what you learn from the day, how you show up in response to things. I'm not all that impressed by my clients or the people I see out there who are feeling on cloud nine when things are flowing. That's easy to do. I want to see where you put your energy when the undesired circumstances are stacking up in one week. How are you showing up for yourself? During those moments, are you still putting in the work on your non-negotiables even when you don't feel like it? Are you arguing with your reality or are you partnering with it? I'm currently reading the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It's a bit extreme for lots of people, but to me, it's just the exact response that he needed to have to overcome all of the insane uncontrollables in his life. That man had been through more shit by the time he was eight years old than most of us will ever endure. And the remarkable message to me of his autobiography wasn't to get hard. It was to shift 100% of your focus to the areas where you can move yourself forward, to give yourself every competitive advantage, to mind your mind, take care of your business, and then mind your business. You've got this. Today, we're going to talk about how to get paid for your breakfast ideas by dinner time. Meaning, you're like, ooh, my clients would love that. You know that, 
when you implement this, it would bring you closer to your goals. All you need to know is those two things. And then you move as quickly and simply as possible to create an opportunity for your clients to buy it as quickly as possible. Not to contradict myself before we even get started, but this episode is not for the person who's going squirrel and distracting themselves with a million ideas and then never really letting one flourish, grow, or become streamlined and automated. If that's you, you can lovingly return to your mastery work, to your deep work, and put on blinders to your ideas. Most entrepreneurs, we've got a million ideas and it's not smart to just implement every single idea that comes to your brain. But this episode is for the overthinker. It's for the perfectionist, the person who identifies as a newbie, who thinks that a failed launch or an imperfect product or a typo in an email will condemn them to a fate of relocating to Loserville permanently and very publicly right? In your brain, it's like everyone's going to know about this failure and you'll be branded with it forever. Full page ad is going to be taken out to shame you and it'll mean you can never be trusted again. That sounds about right. Tune in, darling. In last week's hype sesh, I touched on the idea that we've got to make decisions faster. And so many people resonated with this that I wanted to expand and make it more actionable. I have been doing this for a long time, this process. And as always, I like to think of what I do as a curriculum thinking. In fact, I have a whole episode called Curriculum Thinking on how I simply am trying to teach what I determine to be the most important skills that we can have, which is the skill of thinking in a way that creates your results. And this thought process, this entire process that allows me to bring an idea that I might have when I'm in the shower in the morning into a paycheck 48 hours later is something that all entrepreneurs could use. Like I said, in last week's episode, we touched on it. Today, we are going to get into these steps. This show in itself is about becoming a future version of you who's more masterful in three areas, her time, her money, and her mindset. And this strategy today, it's a triple threat skill. You're saving time by deciding and delivering like Speedy Gonzalez. You're making money quicker and making money while you're learning so that you can ultimately serve different levels of clients at different price points as your quality improves. And you're doing all of it because of your willingness to feel negative emotions. Let's start there. Future you, she's mastered it. And for the sake of today's episode, let's just think of it as the idea that's in your brain right now. But in order to master it, you need to go through several iterations. And in order to do that, future you needed to get her idea into the hands of a client. She needs to test it, tweak it, fail some more. But what about the sales page and the funnel and the Canva graphic and the link and the team being trained? And what if people don't like it? What if I don't get enough clients to buy it right off the bat? And so on and so on with your brain dumping all of the reasons why not, or in most cases, why not yet? This is not a you problem. It's just a brain thing. I'm going to give you an example in my own business of a brand new offer that I implemented last week and the three-step process that I used to get it out of my brain and into the virtual hands of paying clients within 48 hours. So the example we're going to use throughout this episode is my fit and financial bootcamp. 
Most of my offers are coaching offers. I have two group programs and I have a one-on-one coaching offer. Those are the three things that I'm selling year round. But in this past year, I have now that I have gotten to mastery level with those three offers where I have streamlined and automated the back end of those things and the way that I market and sell it, I'm having a little bit of fun with practicing new ideas. So whether you're in the beginning of your business, I still encourage you to just experiment as much as you can. If you are at a more advanced level of your business where you do have those masterful high-level offers, your bread and butter offers, yeah, you can dip your toe into other things if you want to keep things exciting for you and for your client. Like I said, not for the squirrel brain, but for those of you who are just really excited about a new idea and you're being a perfectionist about it. So I decided I wanted to test out boot camps last year and I wanted to see about how I could pair coaching in an intensive form to my time mastery process. And I sold the Rewire Your Time Bootcamp. Now I threw it out there pretty short notice. I would say I gave myself two weeks from the time that I came up with the idea to market, sell, create the offer to the point where I started running it. I would say it was pretty successful. Full transparency, I think the numbers were we made about $1,600 on it. It was a $199 product and we had uh, a really highly engaged group. And from that group, a lot of those clients ended up converting on to my higher ticket offers. Three of them went into the splash pad and one has since gone on to the Masterful CEO School. Those are my main offers. But none of that would have happened if I wasn't willing to put out that boot camp first. So now fast forward, I was like, okay, did my bigger launches have that kind of rocking and rolling? I've got a couple of weeks here where I'm like not really marketing anything super intensely. I'm like, let's do a boot camp again. Now, I just decided what are people asking me for? Fitness and financial. Now, this isn't exactly what I teach. Like, yes, people know me for my money strategies in terms of entrepreneurs, but I wanted to be talking about personal finance. I used to be a fitness coach. It's not what I do anymore. But you know what? I really think these things are connected to the overall goals of my clients. So It felt aligned for me. It felt great. I had this idea while I was on a walk. And I told one girl who's like my sister-in-law's best friend from home. I was like, oh yeah, you know what? I think I am gonna, I'm gonna sell this. And then on Monday, I had a landing page and I was marketing it and selling it. And she messaged me and was like, wow, I have never seen someone turn around an idea and sell it as quickly. Like, have you been thinking about this and working on it for a while? I was like, nope, I had the idea while we were talking that morning. How do we do this? And how do we do it without completely messing up our whole plan for the year, right? Step one, you have to be willing to feel it. So when you have an idea like this and you decide, okay, I want to put it into action, right? You're putting it on the racetrack for your business. You are going to have some fear. Fear is the first emotion you have to feel. So whether you're someone who's done new things a couple of times in your business, it might be just nerves or it might be sheer terror if this is one of the first times that you're trying something new in a while. Fear that no one's going to buy. Fear that it's going to be a public flop. Okay, fear has to be there. You have to accept it as a part of the process and feel it. 
the emotion number two, imperfection. If you want to be able to get your ideas out there quickly, you need to be willing to feel what it feels like to be imperfect. And for some of you guys, you're like, okay, I'm imperfect. That's who I am. It's maybe it's a part of your identity. For some of you, you're like, nope, nope. I don't know why. Why would I want to do that? Like why? That's not the goal. And what I would offer you is that by avoiding the feeling of feeling imperfect, you are avoiding creating any results. So you're afraid to fail and are afraid to look imperfect. So therefore, you offer nothing. You create no value and you definitely don't generate any return in terms of revenue or in terms of information for how you can grow the value and over deliver to your community. So you have to feel fear. You have to be willing to feel imperfect. Yes, I knew that when I put up Fit and Financial that there were some holes. In fact, I wrote the landing page, clicked publish, put it out there. And then within 24 hours, I was like, I don't know what I meant by that one sentence. And then I edited it. And by that point, you know what? One person had already bought it. Who cares? I wanted you to give your brain more and more evidence that people buy even when you're imperfect. A good place to look for evidence for that in your past is probably your very first client. They bought from you before you had any of the fancy things that you have now. You know, there were probably clients that bought from you before you had a website, unless you used perfectionist strategy for that and you had a perfect website before you ever sold anything. The third emotion I want you to feel is doubt and worry. A new offer, it's going to bring some doubt. It's going to bring doubt because your brain likes evidence and your brain doesn't have any evidence that people will buy this yet. Unless you were completely copying an offer or a product out there that already exists, in which case, I don't know what you're trying to create with that. You're just trying to get in on the market share. Okay, fine. You have some evidence. But most of us, if we were trying to do something new, you're trying to do it something that's uniquely your way, there's going to be a little bit of doubt and worry. That's okay. And then Last part of step one, you have to make it real. So I want you to go to the actual worst case scenario. For fit and financial, my worst case scenario was, okay, I put it out there. I talk about it all the time. I say, we're going to start on Sunday and there are zero people in there. Okay. <laughs> like then what? Did I die? Am I going to have to walk down? I always picture that scene in Game of Thrones, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, where she's like walking down the thing and everyone's like, shame shame and she's ringing the bell. It's like, no, no none of that's going to happen. I would probably come on here and talk about a podcast about what I learned in the process of creating it for myself. And then I, I realized that the worst case scenario meant that I was accountable to myself for seven days in hardcore fitness challenge. And I also got really organized in my own personal finances to make sure all my ducks were in a row so that I could teach it properly. And even the process of creating the offer was super valuable to me. That was my worst case scenario. I was like, okay, I'm in. And you have to think about what your worst case scenario is. So something that sometimes people bring up will be like, well, there's a cost to creating this offer for me. So you have to weigh a cost-benefit analysis. If you have to make an investment in something, like let's say you have a product-based business and you have to make an investment, this is why I recommend that my clients sell things before everything is fully baked. Okay, and we're going to talk about that down the line, but... If you have a product-based business, you want to do the math of your worst case scenario and then bring it down to a place where your worst case scenario 
actually doesn't bankrupt you and it's not that big of a deal. Okay. So maybe you give yourself a bigger timeline in order to sell it, or you're selling a buy-in, you're you're pre-selling something so that when you do get five or 10 people putting down a deposit, then you have the capital to be able to push the idea forward. Okay. So step one, you got to feel it. In order to feel it in a non-dramatic way, you got to make it real. Go all the way to the worst case scenario. Answer what happens if nobody buys. Someone else would tell me, well, actually worst case scenario isn't no one buying. It's one person buying. I used to think that like, well, what if only one person comes to this boot camp? And then I said, you know what? I'm going to deliver them the most insanely valuable one-on-one financial and personal fitness experience of their life. They're going to find this to be even more valuable than they ever could have imagined, and I'm going to go all in on it, right? So then I started getting excited. I was like, maybe I hope one person only buys it. It'll be so fun. With that, I created safety for myself out of the doubt and the fear and the imperfection of worry. I felt all that, and then I was like, okay, what's the actual worst case scenario? Okay, I'm cool with it. Time to move on to step two. Step two is to simplify and take immediate action. Three things I do. I set a deadline. So I said to myself, okay, okay, I have this idea. I definitely want to do it. By when? And I just was looking for it. I was like, okay, I'm going to be really deep into making sure that I'm finalizing and getting everything ready for the March class for Masterful CEO School. Nope, it's got to be end of January. Like that's when I want to do it. I'll give myself 12 days until it's it's run. So I gave that deadline. And then number two, I made it public. Make it public. I am committed to making sure that the landing page was up by Monday. I was like, I want it up by Monday. I told two people behind the scenes, this is coming. This is coming. The people that I knew that I wanted it, put the landing page up there and put it on blast on all of my platforms. Part of that immediate action, yes, you want to set a deadline. Yes, you want to make it public. Let people know what's coming. But then You also need to sell it, like I said, before it's fully baked and cooling. So imagine you owned a bakery, actually, like to bring this analogy to a literal analogy. Imagine you owned a bakery and you waited until your baked goods were baked and on the cooling rack before you were like, you guys, I am now selling baked goods. By the time people heard about it, saw it through the mess of the algorithm, opened up their email and decided and had the exposure to what do we need to see something 19 times before we actually buy something, the bread is still, okay? So you want to be selling things before it's fully baked so that I knew that, okay, I had a concrete outline of everything I wanted to include. I knew exactly who was going to benefit from it and the results they were going to have from it. And I sold that while I was in the process and I gave myself the full days to have every single content piece of what I was going to say and what I was going to include until two days before I delivered it. And I think the beauty in that is that it always ends up being better than I ever could have sold it. I just kept adding more and more things and I was getting more and more excited about it behind the scene. But you can sell it before it's fully baked and I recommend that you do. I did it with Fit and Financial and I did it with the live event back in January and I help my clients do this all the time. I had one client that I always think of that 
I think I've told this story one time in the podcast that she had a back pain program and we spent too much time creating the full program before selling it. And then what happened when we went to sell it, we learned some people care about this parts of it. Some people care about that parts of it. And we ended up having to throw out half of what she had created. And it just seemed like a big waste of time. We were trying to have the perfect marketing package, the perfect program behind the scenes. Then we went to sell it. And then we had to change the program based on what the responses were from selling it. So don't do that. Sell it before it's fully baked so that you have room to tweak, which brings me to step three. So many of you are like, I have this great idea, but I'm scared to take immediate action because I don't want to be locked in. Don't tell yourself that. You're never locked in by a decision. Step three is to keep making new decisions, which requires you to put your scientist hat on. Think of this as an experiment. The goal of this round one test is different than your end-all be-all goal. My goal from Fit and Financial from selling this particular one was to create this boot camp, to create this offering and see what parts of it my clients resonate with to get used to selling a one week boot camp style offer to see how I like it, to see how my clients like it, to see how I can sell it more masterfully. And at the end of the day, my goal wasn't to sell a hundred people into this first round and for it to go perfectly. In a couple of rounds for that, that will be my goal. The next time I sell Rewire Your Time Boot Camp, I'm going to give myself a longer lead time. I am going to be selling it probably with an incentive, physical copy buy-in. There's going to be all sorts of other things that I know that I want to add, but I wasn't worried about that my first time around. Just remember that you get to keep making new decisions. You get to experiment with this and then test and tweak. For example, you can't decide if people like something and if it's a success or not based on your first test even. You will learn some things. And that is the goal of putting out any offer is to add value and learn. Become more of an expert and deliver your expertise to the people ready to receive the offer as it is. Now, I knew that when I was offering this right off the bat, that there were going to be some people that just know, like, and trust me. They want anything that I put out there. They trust me as someone who gets physical and fitness results because they see that I put that out and that I have, you know, nine years of fitness coaching experience. They know that I am masterful in my own finances. So I already knew that there are going to be some people that are going to like it. Now I'll be able to look at it to say, oh, okay. Hmm. The people who are buying in off the bat, some of them weren't entrepreneurs. Okay. What do I want to include that isn't for entrepreneurs? oh, my clients really want this. Now I'm going to make a new decision to sell it within my offers at a lower price. I'm going to include it for my clients that are already currently in here because I wanted them to be able to learn from both behind the scenes of watching me sell it and from the inside of watching me execute it. And also I want them to have good personal finance and fitness habits because that leads to a stronger sense of resilience as an entrepreneur and greater self-trust. This is what I hope you learned from this episode, that you 
can pivot and add incentives. You can completely flop and it's not going to brand you as this failure forever. But no matter what, you have to decide to love it. Even if you get one person, even if you get zero clients, the high quality question is, why was offering this a total win? And then ask yourself, what are the next steps? If it didn't sell the first time by that first deadline, you better believe three weeks later, I'm saying, we're going to run another one, or I decided this is the date that we're going to push it to. No problem. Because you know why? It ain't over until you win. Before I let you go, I have to give you the shout out of the week, which goes to Kate. Kate is not a client. She's actually someone that just bought a ticket to the Masterful CEO School live event. And at that event, we did goal setting. The entire theme of the event was reverse engineering your goals. And this concept was new to Kate. And she let me know yesterday that she is having major panic mode because she feels like the results that she had in January can't even be real. She's had her highest revenue month and the most number of new clients in one month. And she said that she believes that it's because she finally actually sat down and did the process in the Masterful CEO School live event of setting down her goals and reverse engineering them to exactly what she needed to create in January. It was so clear and so concrete to her brain that her brain didn't waste energy going, okay, I guess I just need to do more in this vague way. Vague goals create vague results, my friends. It can be this simple. If you weren't at Masterful CEO School live in January, don't worry because you can attend in July. But even more importantly, that live event was just a taste of what the clients inside the room get weekly. These are the types of small, simple tweaks we are making every single week, making sure that the way you're thinking about your time is concrete and clear. The way that you're thinking about your money is concrete and clear. The way you're thinking about your offers, your goals, your culture, all of it, if it is a little bit vague, if it's blurry, if it feels all over the place, it's because you haven't given yourself the time to work on the business and instead you're busy running around working in the business. You need to get inside the Masterful CEO School, my friend. Enrollment is currently open and it will close on March 13th. Make sure that you go to sincerelyfutureyou.com and get in the room now so that you can begin getting results like Kate's immediately. Have a beautiful week, my friends. <laughs>